In his ministry, Jesus called disciples, and I believe he's still calling them today. So I would like to talk about that in this episode. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, senior pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you as always. Uh, this past weekend's gospel was the gospel uh, about Jesus calling his first disciples. It's from the gospel of Mark, and it comes up really quickly in Mark. Uh, in our pew Bibles here, um, this is the NRSV, New Revised Standard. Um, there are, let's see, one, two, three, four. It's the fifth editorial sort of heading. It begins with the proclamation of John the Baptist, the baptism of Jesus, the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, the beginning of the Galilean ministry, and then Jesus calls the first disciples. And so I'm sitting with this idea of calling, um, of God calling each of us to a particular work. And it turns out that's a topic I could actually talk a lot about uh, for all kinds of reasons. One is that in my own life, I think I discussed this maybe in an episode a long time ago. Maybe I'll talk about it again sometime. But in my own life, uh, there was a period of maybe five, six, seven years where I was actively discerning what I perceived to be uh, different callings from God, either to uh, the academic world, um, I was going back to graduate school, or to the ministry. Um, And so I sort of sat with that in a very uh, intimate and personal way, Um, and it was uh, a great time of of sort of discernment, I would say. Um, Or we could talk about other people in the biblical narrative or in the Christian narrative who have been called and who are kind of well-known or famous. I think of people like Abraham or Moses or someone like Francis of Assisi, and that list could be expanded and extended. Here's the thing, though. It seems to me that this is relevant to each of our lives because I do believe that God calls all of us, which is a way of saying God is calling you to a particular work that, and this is critical, no one else can do. God invites you to be fully yourself, and this is also something I think we often get wrong in the Christian church. We assume people come to church to be more like everyone else. I've mentioned this before. I actually think we come into the church so that God can make us uniquely the individual that we are called to be, which means we are different than other people. I think I actually did an episode about that a while ago. Anyway, um, also I did an episode about decisions last week, which might be relevant as you sit with the question about what God is calling you to. And I did an episode maybe a year and a half ago about Frederick Beekner, the author of this book. Um, I think I did it shortly after he died. That was in August of 22. And um, anyway, rather than rabbit on about my own call story or the story of others or Um, biblical narratives, what I'd like to do actually is simply read a very short entry in this book, Wishful Thinking. I'm sure I've mentioned this before. Uh, It may be among the most famous things that Frederick Buechner ever, ever wrote. Uh, The entry is called Vocation, and as you will hear very uh, quickly in the entry, it, it, it is actually simply a fancy word for calling or call. And so I'm going to read this as maybe kind of a a devotion for you today as you sit with the question, what is God calling me to and how can I discern what that is or where God is calling me? So here's what Frederick Buechner has to say about this. Again, the entry is vocation. 
He writes, it comes from the Latin vocare, to call, and it means the work a person is called to by God. There are all different kinds of voices calling you to all different kinds of work, and the problem is to find out which is the voice of God rather than of society, say, or the superego, or self-interest. I do think, actually, this is one of the fundamental questions of our life. Who am I, and what is God inviting me to do? What is God calling me to Beekner goes on, by and large, a good rule for finding out is this. The kind of work God usually calls you to is the kind of work, A, that you need most to do, and B, that the world most needs to have done. If you really get a kick out of your work, you've presumably met requirement A, but if your work is writing cigarette ads, the chances are you've missed requirement B. On the other hand, if your work is being a doctor in a leper colony, you have probably met requirement B, but if most of the time you're bored and depressed by it, the chances are you have not only bypassed A, but probably aren't helping your patients much either. I love the sort of balance there. Again, in both of those uh, parallel comments in that very short paragraph, Beacon is saying, don't forget what makes you happy, what drives you is part of the equation. That's a, a, a real legitimate way we discern what God is calling us to. What do I love to do, right? But it has to be balanced with what is needed, what is necessary uh, in the world, right? And so you have to figure out where those two intersect. That's the summary of this very simple entry. And then the final um couple of sentences here. I love these. He says, neither the hair shirt, the, a hair shirt would have been something maybe a medieval uh, monk would have uh, worn under more fancy clothes as a reminder that God was asking that monk to penance or something. So hair shirt, oh, excuse me, microphone. Hair shirt is something that um, is uncomfortable, right? Uh, so he says, neither the hair shirt nor the soft berth, the comfy chair, will do. And then the final sentence, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. So the simple and yet profound questions for you today is, what is your deep gladness? What's the deepest need of the world? What is God calling you to? And how are you going to respond? As always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm